welcome back to another installment of Baltimore County Forever Podcast. What up, though? Episode 116. I ain't got a title yet. Figure out a title during the conversation. <laughs> got my brother back. No, what up, though? You good, broski. Chillin', man. Chillin'. How you been, man? How's everything with you? Man, I'm chillin', bro. Just rollin' with the punches and shit. Know what I mean? Okay, okay. Rollin' through life and all that. Waiting for the snow to hit. You know? They say how bad it's supposed to be? Nah, bro. I'm pretty sure. I mean, niggas, niggas on the internet, on the socials, talking like it's about to be like three feet. But Yee. you know how this shit be now. This shit be like a, a dusting. I'm, I'm not really expecting that. I mean, it's gonna be on Saturday, so I don't really give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, I ain't. Yeah. I ain't trying to be in the middle of that shit, though, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas hate shoveling snow, dog. Nah, son, for real, bro. For real. I'm going through some shit trying to figure out, uh, did I talk about that? I don't know. Really, today. Yeah, the fuck that yeah. shit, shit, hell, I'll be feeling lost now. I look at the fucking forecast all the time. Nah, bro, nigga be out there shivering like a little crackhead. Uh, <laughs> I, don't like, I don't feel like going downstairs to the car. I was gonna go hit the balcony, but that shit ain't worth it. Yeah, bro, you gonna have to, you gonna have to have that uh, fire pit like they did at Eight Mile. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck out of here. I'm trying to get back to Philly next week. Yeah, you know my vibes. <laughs> um, so uh let's start with uh finding out today that uh well let's go back to yesterday. Yesterday it was uh discussed that Biggie and Whitney Houston are going to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um I think that's a blessing to hear uh R and B and hip hop act be uh considered for this uh kind of accomplishment. Much agree. Um, but do you think um this kind of accomplishment like I look I kinda look at this shit kinda like the Grammys. Mm. Like as an artist you would want to have it. Yeah. But it's not for us. Like no, that's real indeed, indeed. Um, I guess because of how hip hop and even sometimes how R and B has been treated like a redheaded stepchild when it comes to music, um, a lot of snubbing and kind of disrespect, and you know sometimes even having white artists doing better in the genre than we do. Um, what do you think? What What do you think it would take for something like a hip hop hall of fame to be looked at as? Something just as big as a uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or even in uh, regard of having an award that's big like the Grammys. Like, what do you think it would take? Mm, that's a hell of a question. I feel like it'd be a, um, it'd have to be a balance of kind of like new school and old school, mm-hmm. like because just the the powers. You get what I'm saying? I have to like just throwing some names out there just for once and say like. LL Cool J linked up with like fucking one of the Migos or something and they put they like influence behind some shit you get what I'm saying the way it's all niggas is that heavy 
in in the in the culture, but still have that 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 influence. You get what I'm saying? These are just random names, but probably some something of that stature. You get what I'm saying? Somebody that has that weight, but is going to be able to hit the full circle because you know you talk about you just pull out LL Cool J niggas like us, even niggas. I say maybe a year or two younger than us might not even take a series. And he's like, yo, LL, da, da, da. But, That's a nigga okay. from CSI. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But if you understand his significance, you get what I'm saying, you'll understand his staying power. Like, that nigga's literally been around forever. So, I mean, it, it, it'll, it'll have to be a balance. It'll really have to be a balance. I think that shit, um, that shit should happen. But it'll definitely have to be, like, the, the generations will have to sit down and make it work because there's no way... It could be like a seesaw shit. There's no way to work like that. You know what I'm saying? If it's mm-hmm. too much of the young people, the old people, the older cats ain't gonna gravitate to it and vice versa. So it's gotta be a balance. Yeah. Um I kinda you know it's crazy how <laughs> yo, you run into motherfuckers that don't know who LL Cool J or Wu Tang clan is. Word. Like Word. um I kinda at this point I'm kinda like that's like let's say that's probably like kids from like 99 or 2000 and more. I can't even say that. More or less, I'm blaming parents. I'm only blaming right, no, parents no. because they didn't have more kids. <laughs> like, Word. like, because like, it's like, I know, I'm not understanding how you don't know any of the Wu-Tang Clan members. And I, I think at this point, I think the most popular Wu-Tang Clan member would would be Method Man at yeah, this absolutely. point. Like, absolutely. Hands down. And, uh, before that, yeah, I mean, a, it, was a, it was an argument before people would say like RZA sometimes just because of his uh, influence in pop culture and everything. But Meth is definitely more recognizable. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Meth is, you know, what I mean, from the How High to, to the Wire to the Deuce. Oh, so Meth been on a lot. Yeah, and I think if you if you're citing RZA, like you gotta actually care about like. Soundtracks and yeah, absolutely, and absolutely. like different movies and stuff like that. But it's a lot of up, like even if you um, what was it the uh something of the Iron Fist man with the Iron yeah, Fist man, man with the Iron Fist like yeah. you don't you can watch that and not realize this motherfucker is from Wu Tang. No, indeed, exactly, exactly. There's no reference to it at all. Yeah, that's real. But um. Uh, also, the Neptunes are going in are going to be inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Um, I'm I'm really excited for them because like you know that that music is what pretty much shaped me me at least for like you know that ooh I'm gonna say like between ten and ten and now like that's pretty much my childhood. This that like when the Neptunes really got popping like. When they controlled the charts, controlled the Rap City Countdown and the 106 yeah, and Park and stuff yeah. like that. They've run as a group, and, and even like with Pharrell doing what he did with the Girl album and the uh, In My Mind album, like that's good to see somebody from the era that I actually witnessed from the beginning to now to get to a point they get recognition from something like the Songwriters Hall of Fame. What would that mean to you to be inducted into something like a Songwriters Hall of Fame? Oh, man, that would be such an honor just thinking about that, like, to be recognized on that level, you know what I'm saying? It's the the company you're joining, so uh, that shit would take a while to really grasp it. Like, well, y'all put me in here, I must have made some super dope shit. Mm-hmm. 
That should be dope. How do you feel about ghostwriting for artists? Uh, I'm all for it. Uh, I feel like, even as an artist, um, I look at it, songwriting, uh, a bit more technically now, just looking at it like, all right, you may not always ha have the idea for that hit song, or you may have the idea, but you, you may not be able to articulate it the way you want to, so you may need some extra help or whatever. Like, granted, me, I'd never do it, but... Mm -hmm. If you're in that level, you know you're of that. You're that. You're an artist of that stature. You know what I mean? You gotta get that hit out. Like, do what the fuck you gotta do? Because at that point, that's your fucking job. So if you got fucking other heads around you, you have other minds that's you know also trying to build. Everybody brainstorming, and you get that. Yo, listen to this real quick. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody has their input in. Not even necessarily just the ghostwriting. That'd be dope. But if you know somebody's writing a song for you. If you're a better performer than you than you are an artist, go for it. You know what I mean? Everybody's lane is different. Everybody's talent is different. Everybody's strengths are different. So when I was a kid, like I said, I fucking frowned upon that shit. But knowing the business side of it a bit more now, I was like, okay, I get it. But like I said, I'd never do it. Cause I had a brain fart. I just say, fuck that song for the time being. You know what I'm saying? But then again, I'm independent. So like mm -hmm. I said, I don't know the that pressure of being, you know, having that deadline with a label like, yo, we need a hit tonight, you know what I'm saying? So, it's a, it's a big difference. Mm. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, let's see. Yo, I, I'm, <laughs> I just want to say this is funny. Watching white artists beg for people to stream their albums. They are you got uh Selena Gomez and you have Justin Bieber. Uh that whole begging on social media like I watched the videos I think it was today, Selena Gomez says and I quote halfway. Um <laughs> she basically said, um, this isn't about numbers to me, but I would love <laughs> For you guys to stream the most personal album to date by me now, so it could be number one. It seems like everybody's in a race oh, to beat Rowdy Rich. Yeah, it seems like it is. It's like, yo, you, uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that shit, bro. It's like, it's, it's shit. Just looking at it, yo, like, I don't listen to the young brother music, but I see all the young people bumping it, and I'm like, bro, that's marvelous for the young brother you know what I mean like mm -hmm. marvelous you get what I'm saying but like you said everybody's in a race to, to be him and it's like yo are you are you really aiming for people to listen to your songs to your album to your music or do you just want to be number one yeah. you get what I'm saying like what's what's the purpose you really want that music to affect people you want to do his job or you just want to do a job like fuck out of here let that, let that man shine for a bit do you think that's where music is right now Music is intertwined with social media of I want to be first and I want to be popular versus getting my point across and expressing and connecting with my fans. Absolutely. Absolutely. At least for uh, a lot of artists. Um, like Khaled had a whole fucking bitch fit when he wasn't number one and shit when uh, Tyler's Igor came out. Yeah, I mean, Igor was a good ass album, bro. And that's what I'm saying. Igor was a good album. Like I listened to the whole album. You get what I'm saying? Like, yo, this shit is actually dope. And it was kind of reminiscent, kind of reminiscent of like old Kanye, kind of Neptune. It's just the the feel of it. You get what I'm saying? It's kind of experimental. And I like what Tyler did with that shit. You get what I'm saying? But 
it, um, like you said, it was a good album. Sonically, this shit sounded good. So it's like, yo, if people making good albums, let people gravitate to it. If your album is good, people are gonna gravitate to it. You got a ass load of features just so you can be number one. It's like, nah, yo, that shit is it's GMO music. I'm not trying to hear that. Mm-hmm. Outside of the mob and uh, Nas, what artists have you connected to the most? Mm, that's a great question. Uh, let me think before I answer this because I know for Sky Zoo, Sky Zoo, definitely mm. Sky Zoo uh, specifically, just because he's kind of like the the everyday guy. You get what I'm saying? He's he has a good balance of like that corner boy, but educated on the same token. You get what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, I can chill out front of the store and sell crack but also put this suit on and have this conversation with these business minded white guys you get what I'm saying so mm-hmm. I feel like that's that's like me you get what I'm saying it's a balance and I'm just listening to his experiences and how well spoken he is and just even from the experiences musically I can relate to him and it's like damn bro it's certain shit that like you know just being stressed out uh been in the transitional period I will go straight to his songs it's a song he has um, called Everybody's Fine and I remember going through it last year just going through the motions and being fucked up and I wasn't fine at all mm-hmm. but I turned that on I'm like yo nah I'm gonna be good you know what I'm saying and that shit got me through it mm-hmm. um what what year this guys who came this guys who come out around the time that uh Saigon came out I want to say, uh, give or take, relatively close. Um, I heard of Skazu. I want to say his his EP was first joint. I think it came out like oh five oh six. Mm-hmm. That the three day high shit. The three day high joint with uh Ninth Wonder. So yeah, Skazu was over. Yeah, about the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um. What What do you think went wrong with Saigon's career though? Uh, Man, dude was just talking about that shit the other day on Twitter. Um, I think just at the time, he just didn't have the right machine behind him. Like, yeah, just Blaze with him, but that was like that was it. You know what I mean? Like they was just just him and just Blaze, and like just just Blaze had a couple cats like that. You know what I'm saying? Like look at Jay Elect. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Niggas, niggas had the joints, like niggas had the joints, but it was like it just wasn't it wasn't going past. I guess our ears they weren't like or, or maybe the the force wasn't behind it like the, the it might not have been a solid project like besides though, I know I can say personally I was expecting more from his projects you get what I'm saying I'm like ah oh, this ain't really hitting you know what I mean the way I expected because he might have a mean single or mean mixtape for the project and like ah you get what I'm saying so I think it just got like that like when him and um, Papoose was banging he was banging around the same time and they both was making that noise on a freestyle shit on a mixtape shit. Then you hear niggas album, it's like ah, uh, you know what I'm saying. So I think guys started getting expectant of projects like that, and shit got lackluster, and then the support just started dimmering down. But I'm starting to see him find his lane again. He's coming back out, and I'm happy to see that because that brother's talented. You know what I'm saying? I want to see all these dudes come up. Like niggas, niggas is nice. It's just shit's so different now. You really gotta find your lane. Mm-hmm. Say, let's say you came out during that time period. What DJ could you see yourself pairing yourself with to pretty much get your music to the forefront? Mm, 
was a good question. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um, honestly, around that time period, I'd have probably went to Joey Badass route and fuck with Static Selected. Oh. Because, you know <laughs> like, Static been around for a minute. You know what I'm saying? For a minute. But, mm-hmm. like, I guess he's really getting his, his just due recently, but Static been around for a minute. And I'm just knowing his sound and how he maneuvered, you know, through, through the pathways of this music shit. I feel like that would have been, you know, a, a, probably the, the most beneficial for me if I was to do that. Mm. Damn, that's that that makes all the sense in the world. No worries. That, that makes all the fucking sense in the world. Alright, so we're gonna get into a couple songs. Yeah, we're gonna get into a couple songs. Let's start with Hove Sunshine featuring Babyface and Fatty Brown. Who was the better pairing? Hove and Fati or Big and Lil' Kim? <laughs> Niggas love that toxicity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you could, you could feel that shit. Like yo, y'all niggas is going like that. Fucking get money, shit. Come on, bro. Like you could feel it. Like oh, y'all talking about each other. Oh, like, damn. But like, yeah, they. This shit was just. I feel like it was more authentic. Like that, the feelings was there. And Jay, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Fucking Jay and Fox, they was killing shit. You know what I mean? But. That fucking thing, like you said, it's toxic. That's it. Uh, I can't even say it right. Toxicity. <laughs> you know, you know when niggas learn words, they gotta say it real hard. Toxicity. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? But nah, that shit was real. It was like, it was like, like I guess seafood with better seasoning. You know what I'm saying? Ah, yeah. yeah. That shit. Cause you know what, like. I think with Fati and Jay-Z, it seemed like a real working relationship. It didn't seem like yeah, anything yeah. besides that. Right. Um, right, right I, didn't, right. I didn't, I mean, niggas didn't get that from that. I mean, but yeah. you can tell, nigga. No, you with, think you can Fati, Fati got you high because you got your face, you got your face in the pussy. <laughs> sorry, ho. Sorry, ho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Negro, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, this nigga wild, and I ain't never did that. <laughs> I ain't never did that shit. He lying. Nah, not this year, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't gonna make it no way. I don't wish it but still. Um, yeah. Like, bro, you funny as shit, man. Right. You done had a life, lifetime of crazy shit happen to you, dog. Shit. God bless you. Rock a block, rock a fella. Next up, we have Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> the Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, Notorious B.I.G. Big Papa. Uh, uh. 
Go back in the club. Go back in the club. Mad question asking, blunt passing, music lasting. But I just can't quit because one of these honeys we got to creep with. Um, let's see. Uh, the year is 1994. We get the solo debut from Big. We have the song. We have this song during a time that everything was pretty much gangster rap music. Um, what did this single do to hip hop as far as sound goes, and how much is Puff to credit for this sound shift in music? Man, I remember '93 walking with my brother, and they were talking about Big. I think it was um. Uh, I can't remember what song it was but uh, they was talking about him and saying how like I guess how different the sound was with Puff cause like Puff Puff had that jiggy shit you get what I'm saying Puff had that jiggy shit and um just thinking back putting myself in that in that time period like you said shit was gangster I don't remember him and that so I think Puff has a very like a whole lot to do with that he, like, he played a very big part in making that shit happen cause you look at the influence he had just bad boy period the sound from that to the remixes mm-hmm. it was like alright nobody else was really doing that at the time and that time period in the 90's it was like yo that shit was that shit was working and a lot of dudes followed that blueprint you know what I'm saying and you can't you can't lock him. you may not have rocked with the shiny suits and all that <laughs> people really understand I don't think people understand the time in hip hop prior to right right prior to this album and after this album right I don't think they realize the significance of how far sampling went because if you really think about it that whole bad boy era pretty much birthed the idea of Stuff of like early Kanye, like through the wire yeah, and yeah, and stuff like absolutely. that. Like I'm not saying that I'm not saying like the Hitman and Puffy were the first to do it, but I feel like they took a lot of bullets for people by sampling so early that it became a real style. Them and fucking uh, them and Dayla. Uh, I mean, yeah, they were like the only. The only ones that I can remember that was like you said sampling like that, like the where's old, like oh yo, I, I know where this is from. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like oh this that shit they did this. So yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Do you prefer as an artist? Do you prefer to rhyme over um a sample song or something without any samples? No, fuck them samples. It's hard as shit to get my shit clear with samples. Fuck that. Yee. Nope. Mm-mm. Fuck them. No, don't give me no. Nah, like it's if if. This is now because of just artistic property and it's the, it's the internet. It's so many variables. So I'd rather just have a clean slate and not have any samples. You get what I'm saying? Because imagine you trying to press up your vinyls and it don't it don't get clear because of samples, or you're trying to up.
upload it to you know the streaming websites and they them, them niggas are strict. You get what I'm like saying? Like a motherfucker. Yeah, you know it. Them niggas yeah. are strict. So you got you know what I mean? A sample? Nope. So, <laughs> uh-uh. uh, that shit will fuck up your whole thing, and that's why you see a lot of guys, but people may not realize you may see a lot of established guys put certain projects out just on SoundCloud for that particular reason. You get what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. that's why these apps are like they have different purposes Bandcamp and things of that nature like you see somebody put a mixtape or a certain song on SoundCloud that's why it's probably the beat probably ain't original or it's probably a heavy sample so you know a little gem for y'all niggas that ain't initiated no shit <laughs> yo that's that, that's kind of crazy I mean I guess I guess because in a sense I mean you want to make money off of what you produce Absolutely. But niggas, <laughs> niggas' hearts really don't be in that place yeah, to be yeah. like, yo, I ain't trying to steal from you, bro. <laughs> no, indeed, right. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's like that's with, fact. with Sting, he gets 90% of that Juice World song. I saw. 90% for a song that did fa- fantastic. 90 fucking percent, bro. Like, 90. I we just not using this song, nigga. <laughs> like, why? Why? Like, why? We just not using this shit. Like I cannot believe this shit. Like, right? uh, bro, I'm I'm on BMI the other day, just filling out my shit, registering my music and all that. And I'm just, you know, you gotta type in the writer and the publisher and all that. And I'm like, yeah, nigga, me, government name. I'm like, fuck out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's on my like, own. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this publishing is mine. You get what I'm saying? It's like, yo, it's looking at that, like you said, that saying they ask you, <clears throat> does this uh does this artwork contain any samples, uh, any unoriginal lyrics, things of that nature, and you're just looking at how much, you know, different percentages would go to this uh party if, if that was the case. And so no, I'm not saying that samples won't be used in the future because I'm I got a beat I'm about to do uh this weekend. That bitch got a mean sample in it. I ain't gonna hold you, but you know what I'm saying? And fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> she gotta be done, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I, I'd rather my shit not be heavy, heavily sampled because just, it just makes things more complicated. Yeah. For the breakdown and shit like that, man. Mm-hmm. Um, let's still keep it bad, boy. Let's go with Shine. Uh, what you gonna do? Once upon a time, not long ago, where gangsters rock waves so dope and sniff low. There was a young G by the name of Sean Cole, putting it down, cutting it up and cooking it now. It's been a lot of dick riding, for lack of a better word, speculations on the guns I hold underneath my furs. Similarities in my voice, nigga, check the words. I'm influential to those that pitch birds from the curb. I, I absolutely like Sean's debut album. Anything right. else after that, I was just like, eh. but that first album with all the all, all the shit surrounding the trial, yeah, it made yeah. for great music. I I personally like it. I would I would make it a classic album. I mean, only because personally, I listened to this song. I listened to this joint front to back. I remember when my sister went and bought this. I at one point I think I took her CD. I also think I gave it back. So I'll put that on record. Um, I took it and I got it from Soundgarden. Um, I never really associated his voice with Big Voice. Um, some would say this and the designer and future shit is kind of the same. Um, 
But I, I never really got it. I remember little Kim coming out and saying, like, I think it was on the Notorious K.I.M. Niggas, niggas trying to sound like big. Get it? Sean sound like big. And it was just a whole big thing. And I remember, it, I guess because he was signed a bad boy, he had the heavy right. voice. And the voice, I mean, obviously in this day. Yeah. But. That wasn't that nigga real voice. <laughs> like, right, 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 right. And that's why it probably came out like that. But um, with him no longer being an active rapper, how can you describe Sean's career in one word? Uh, um, uh, lukewarm. Mm. That's because, like, the shit was like, it was, it was there. It was there. And then it just ended so short, so abruptly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it was like you, you, you. It was like the you pulled your you taking out the microwave and the top half of it was hot. <laughs> it was and then like, it, the middle man, of it was still cold. You like I ah, put this shit back in. I'm hungry. You know I mean? I'm hungry. Like, <laughs> right. That's exactly how that shit hit. It's like oh, okay. And shit was unfortunate because like it, it, it happened so fast. It happened so fast. Damn, Sean, you was just getting started, bro. <coughs> Sean had that one good album, then he had the Godfather Buried Alive. Um, one came out on Bad Boy, the Godfather Buried Alive came out on Def Jam, I believe. And most of it was recorded prior to him going to jail. I remember he shot a vi that was wild as shit too. He yeah. shot the video with Ashanti in jail. I don't know who cleared that, but it, I remember it was like an all white video. I think Irv Gotti produced the record too. But he, uh, I, <laughs> it's just like I don't, even, I don't, I don't know what happened, bro. I do not know what happened. And then when he came home, he he sounded like Fifty. He didn't sound like the shine that we all grew to love and stuff. So. That niggas in Belize. Happy yeah. Shit. yeah, bro. Like everybody get a yo no you know what's funny? When uh when niggas go to Belize, when rappers go to Belize, everybody everybody has like that picture with Shine. What? Uh the, the shit is like hove that one time when he was on uh the formation tour and everybody was getting pictures with him. It was Show like up. I think it's hilarious, bro. Uh, so <laughs> next up, we got um, ooh, we got some slaughterhouse. Cut you loose. Oh, that's perfect. That's what I need to see. Um, Slaughterhouse Group made me pay more attention to someone like Crooked Eye. I wasn't really familiar with his music, just knowing he was signed to Death Row, and when he first came in, he did a fuckload of Snoop and Dog Pound disc records. I can only assume because of the association. Um, what member of the group did you pay attention to more after the formation of the group? Um, probably, probably Joel. Okay. Cause um, I heard he was nice. Like you know what I mean, I knew like I knew the cat could rap, but I didn't like jump out to listen to anything. And then I think I heard him. I can't remember exactly what it was. I know I heard him on the slaughterhouse joint. Um, 
I was like, okay. And then I heard him on some Skazoo joints. So I was like, oh, right, yeah, so I can run. Yeah, Joel's from the Bronx or from Brooklyn? He's from Brooklyn. No, he's Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish I heard more from him after all of this. I agree. Um, I agree. Or at least put to forefront. Because I feel like with, with him, I feel like the ones that are still somewhat spoke about in in main main uh main artistry conversations is Royce uh-huh. and Joe Button. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I'm very curious to check into uh Crooked Eyes. I think it's called Crooked Corner. Uh-huh. Um uh-huh. I, I really want to tap into that. I know he's like I know um Lowe is very high on Crooked Eye. Indeed. Um, shout out to Lowe, shout out to um shout out to JR. Um, so next up, we're gonna go into Jay Z ignorant shit. It's S C C E O, the next Leon, no, the next Leon, the whole free world. First thing I'm gonna do is free Seagull. Go. Uh, take off the cuffs, unlock the gate. It's that ignorant nigga that you love to hate. The 07 Ice Cube, B6, so rude. Tell a trick, get this nuts, eat dick like fool. Now say if I can, this verse get in. Even if you muted, the curse is there. Yeah, I'm so raunchy, bitch, get off me. Keep my fleet collar on, low ticks, get off me. I miss the part when it stopped being by I miss. What do my lyrics got to do with this shit? Scarface the movie did more than Scarface the rapper to me. So that ain't the blame for all the shit that's happened to me. Ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this song was originally recorded in 2004 while on the Rock the Mic tour with 50 Cent. Ignorant Shit was the first song recorded for the Black Album. It leaked around 0506, I believe, but wasn't used until 2007's American Gangster Album, with two additional verses, one by Jay and one by Benny Siegel. That third verse tackles the subject of people blaming hip-hop for what happens in the world today and the community's lyrics having nothing to do with goes on in the world. And can't be compared to what's happened with said Don Imus. Catch people up to speed. Uh, Don Imus actually recently just passed away. Um, but Don Imus is, was pretty much a shock jock. Uh, he made a reference to the Rutgers. Rutgers? 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 Rutgers. Rutgers, I think. Yeah, okay. He made reference to the uh, women basketball team. Them being um, nappy-headed hoes, I believe he said. <laughs> And during that time period in music, or just in general, during that time period, uh, hip hop was blamed for so much that was going on. Um, oh, yeah. And that, and honestly, it had nothing more to do with than when young kids, namely mostly white kids, when they go and do stuff, they were blaming the music that was happening. I remember Eminem went through it, went through it too, um, and he addressed it as well, but. With the Hove, it was just like, it, it was cool to get that stance from somebody so high up. Like, bro, I'm not to blame what was right, going on. Not. Like, you still got to parent your child. Um, right, this, I, when I when I was doing my research, I came across an article of Just Blaze talking about this record. And he, he described um, how the song actually got leaked by Don DeMarco, which is the guy that's always mm. on um, with uh, Smack DVDs. Um, basically, they tr- he he tricked them into getting the song and released it. But the 
original version no one can find without Don DeMarco's drops on it. So the original version um, is slightly different than the version that's out right now because no one can find the original version. Um, I, <laughs> I, I don't. I, I guess we kind of like passed that phase of DJs really mixtape DJs breaking records. Um, what 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 is the weirdest shit you've came in contact with when it comes to a producer and your music? Mm, um, probably just probably just a a, a beat beat selection. Honestly, mm-hmm. niggas niggas fucking. There's certain producers, particular when they, especially when they want you to get on their project, they like y'all want you to rap on this beat. I hear you on this. It's like my nigga, like it's not conducive to my style at all. You know what I'm <laughs> so, nigga, no. <laughs> yeah, bro, this shit, just, this shit just don't be it. You know what I mean? So it's just, that's probably the worst I've ever gotten. But it ain't never really nothing like nothing dictator like uh, something weird. Cause uh, when it's weird shit, I just stop. I just stop talking to people. You know what I mean? I get weird vibes, whatever. I just like, nah, you weird. Like, I can't fuck with you. <laughs> you know a Nipsey. Let's go with Million While You Young featuring The Dream. You really want to know how? I don't know how that is. Sam both the fast. Where your 600 bands, where your rovers at? Where your Cuban legs, nigga, where your rollies at? Where your big booty bad bitches stay with posters at? Where you hustle, where you run from the police at? Where you ever represent and hope where the hopeless at? Where you had to take an oath for you sold the sack? Dealt with all the pressure, played it like you never noticed that. Amongst it all, put yourself on the map. Make a million dollars while you're young. I would rather shoot before I run. Alright, so this album has finally hit platinum status. As a fan of hip hop, that's a great look for the great body work that this album was. Uh side note, I see a lot of Nipsey and Rowdy Rich. Um and I think that's I think that's pretty dope. We'll 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 have that conversation another day. I want to expand on that, but I want to have that conversation with uh you and you and Stacy. Um, but uh, how can we as fans help preserve Nip's legacy beyond music? Oh man, dudes, just, especially people who I guess were a little closer and knew his work, or people just in the neighborhood. I think they've got to um they've got to immortalize it. You know, just keep it alive. You get what I'm saying? Because it's a lot of us that. You know, recently people since since he's passed have gone to the store and you know what I mean, just going to the memorials and things of that nature. But Nipsey's done so much more than just open a store. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like the people who are, who are aware, they got to keep that you know in the air as well. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, we still maintaining this. I'm not saying they aren't. You get what I'm saying? But just the way they move. You know what I mean? They they actually handling business. You know, you get what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. you know the people. It, you know how people are now with these people got ADD so you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. niggas, niggas will forget super quick you, you get what I'm saying but Nipsey has that um he left that impact the way of like Lauren was to come out and be like look nigga like yeah nigga was rapping and making clothes but don't forget he was doing that so pay homage 
yep. has that type of impact where people be like, no, nah, you know what, bug, you right. You know what I'm saying? So they just, I mean, I feel like people just gotta, they just gotta give niggas a reminder because it's, it's few people like that that can, you know what I mean, leave that effect on the world. And Nipsey's definitely one of those guys. I got a little Wayne record. I got a question about that. No. Yes. There we go. Okay. Lil Wayne, best rapper alive. I'm gonna be like the 17 different versions of this goddamn song. Or this goddamn album. Alright, I'm gonna stop there because that sounds like Gilly. <laughs> that sounds like Gilly. It is it it Gilly fucking baby. So yeah, that sounds like a Philly nigga, bro. And like I and I didn't mean to cut it off right there. This actually was probably like one of my favorite Wayne albums prior to the, the big jump. From this album to Carter 3 and that summer in between that he had all those features. But that's probably one of my favorite Wayne albums as him as like really as an adult. Um, but uh Wayne has a new album on the way, it's called The Funeral. I've seen I've seen someone pose the question, should he retire after this album? Nigga look like a dirty sandcastle, bro. Yeah, bro, that ass. Look like he done been through some shit. So, yeah, bro, sit down, chill with your kids. But I don't know what he would talk about. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what he would talk about. Yeah, so that brings me to my second question. Has Wayne had his, say, 444 album yet? And if so, what what do you think it would be? I don't think he has, but... I don't know, I, I just want to pose a question at, you know. Um, no, I don't think he has, but um, maybe somebody might disagree, say he's one of the cars, but I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't know, maybe I'm not as big of a Wayne fan as well, because I don't, I don't think he's had it, uh, I, I mean, he's had songs on different albums, I don't even think I listened to that, that, I didn't listen, I mean, I listened to that Carter 5 maybe once. And that kind of came and went too. As as pivotal as that series was, that album came and went. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. And I guess it just shows the idea of, you know, the consumer wants so much from you, and if they don't get it, it's like fuck you. So enough, that's real. No, um, yeah, I, I wonder if we can get a full album of say. Wayne's grown man or receipt. You know, so... Yeah. I, I, I feel like it'll have to happen now. Like, the next one he, he's gonna put out, it'll have to happen now. Because, like I said, what would he talk about? You are way too old to be talking about drugs and fucking bitches. I'm not saying he's not doing it. Mm-hmm. Just fucking, like... Niggas, niggas have heard that so much, Wayne. So it's like, are you... Just being realistic, this would be your last one. So it's like, let's bring a little something different. Mm-hmm. Um... 
let's go for the, let's go for you know let's do one last song for the night because I got a I got a question here. Oh man, I just saw that post you sent niggas with the fucking fitteds. Bruh, I need that. I don't know what size I wear with fitteds, but I need that. And I'm trying to I'm trying to think. I really want to just go up there and get them. And get them. Yeah. But I I gotta be in. I think I gotta be in Houston that night. Or I might go that morning because I'm going to Royal Rumble that that Sunday. But I don't I don't know if I'll be able to make it up there. But when I seen that joint, I'm like, I really want that Rockefeller one. But that oh, bad boy God. one look crazy, yo. Yo, they all are. I saw them. I saw the motherfucking. Uh, you know which one I want. I saw that Maldi yeah, joint. That Maldi like one that hard too. Yeah. yeah, yo, they they come out. That's I think that's next Saturday. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to see if they gonna have them bitches online, yo. I need that. I need that, yo. Um, let's go with uh, Don Q. Pull up, G Herbo, Davies. Where the fuck is Don Q, dog? Somewhere in the Bronx. <laughs> like, yo. God damn, yo. Um, he reminds me so much of Styles P. Worry, I can see that. He reminds that. me so much of Styles P. Uh, with with the right with the right uh with the right with the right body of music, and just. Just being out there more often for this generation, he can be Styles P. Um, yeah, I, agree. I agree. I think I've always said that, and uh, I think Boogie will reach star quality like Jada Kiss, mm -hmm. and Don mm -hmm. is Styles, and both will be perfectly fine with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What is a move that Don Q can make this year in order to propel him to a Styles standpoint? Um, I think it it has had to be a song with the right producer. You know what I'm saying? You do a song with the right producer that really kind of set him apart. Niggas be like, oh, all right. You know what I'm saying? Because niggas know something can rhyme, but he put he put out something to put niggas on their ass. You know what I'm saying? Niggas be like, oh, all right. I, I hear you now. Like, you know, earn that respect. Mm -hmm. Do you do you really like it? Do you like his flow? Um, not really. On certain on certain things, like I heard him might have been last year, the year before. He was um he was somewhere in in, in the projects rhyming. I was like, oh, alright, son can rhyme. Um, but his flow, like usually, I don't really rock with it. To be honest, I like the what's the nigga, the other nigga. Um, you know the young niggas like them. The nigga Neef Bucks, I like him better than both of them. Okay, is he signed to Hybrid? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I I think I first listened to him. I, I want to say it had something to do with either Dave East or Jim Jones. I want to say it was right. Jim Jones. That makes sense. That was like one of the first people I uh, heard like bring him up because I'm like, oh, Neef from Philly, or this is a right, whole different right, person. Right, right. But yeah, he he can rhyme. Oh man, damn. Um, yeah, man, so, you know, I, I, we, we gonna make this a, a shorter episode, cause I, I still wanna, 
I got so I was gonna <laughs> I got a hammer song I wanted to play, but we're gonna save that one. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh any shout outs, man? Um, yeah, man. Uh shout outs fucking uh my man Yellow. Shout outs my man fucking uh Sleep, Yeezy, Sequence, you know what I mean? Um fucking fifth. Who else? Uh fucking Goblin, man. It's a lot of y'all niggas, man. Twenty twenty, my nigga Toro, Cam. Uh, it's a lot going on, man. 2020, bro. Martin, you know what I mean? Martin Luther King Day, we in the studio. You know what I mean? Shout yeah. out to my nigga Bug. You know what I mean? Fucking check out that Rock Marciano interview. You know what I mean? He definitely shout out my man. You know what I mean? Bug Rock. Check it out. Rock Season, Rocktober, all that shit out right now. You know what I mean? Uh, Sweatsuit Wednesday coming at y'all niggas soon, boy. Y'all niggas ain't ready for that. Every, yeah, yo, every Wednesday. Niggas, <laughs> every... Y'all niggas creating, man. All your brothers pushing the culture forward. My nigga Low, JR. I mean, Corey is always big sis. Stay Stacy. No, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Love y'all niggas, man. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Um, Everybody know what I'm saying. Uh, in addition to surrounded podcasts, um, I had a conversation with uh Vic, probably about an hour long conversation, and um, hey, I, I, you know, those conversations with Vic always are eye opening of what my brand is capable of doing and how how he sees a lot of me. So this year, I'll probably open up a lot more on the platform. Um, I got a couple more ideas coming. Um, I just want to get some shit situated first, and we're gonna take off this shit. We're gonna take this shit to a, a certain, a certain plateau. Uh, but um, yeah, man. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Aline. Um, I'm extremely happy for what Aline is doing with his brand, Stacy, her podcast. Uh, should be coming back real soon. Um, shout out to Hush, shout out to 420 Wrap Up, Coach Class Podcast. Shout out to my man Mouse, man. Uh, relevant regulars. I'm, um, let's see. Shout out to all the people I randomly follow on Twitter now. I thoroughly enjoy Twitter every day now. Uh, shout out to Pre Pre. It's Predestined. I'm sorry, Predestined. <laughs> it's Predestined the podcast. Check her podcast out. Uh, shout out to Lauren. Uh, shit vegans eat. Um, shout out to everybody, man. Yo, this man, I got some ideas, man. I'm working on my photography now. Niggas is just washed. You feel me? <laughs> like. Life is good. Oh, shout out to the Grizzlies too, cause we doing we we on six game yeah, winning streak. Yeah, you know what I'm saying John Moran looking good. Niggas is not niggas not looking at me too crazy, cause I'm a Grizzly fan in Baltimore. But shout out to my man Mr. Charles, the Uber driver that I had in Memphis. Real good, real good dude. Um, yeah, that's it, man. You know what I'm saying. Uh, oh yeah, I really want to do a Royal Rumble episode next week too. So. Bobby, Mel, my bro, we gotta we gotta sit down and get that done because I really want to do one. I ain't done one in about two years, but God bless. Good nights, Baltimore County forever. You know the vibes, man.